Welcome to the Wellspring Church Podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus' love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. Uh, as you're looking into that psalm, it's uh, one of two psalms that Solomon wrote. This is a psalm that is written by Solomon. And who is Solomon? Solomon is David's son who built the temple. Okay? And this is as well one of the psalms that is called Psalms of Ascent. And these are the psalms that you're singing, okay, as you are either doing an aliyah, which is going up towards Israel, like coming back to Israel uh, from exile, okay? Or every time, three times a year, you're going to Jerusalem, you know, up, is it up on a hill? Am I right about that, David? Because he's been to Israel, he knows, you know? So, uh, yeah, am I right about that? Okay, so as you're going up, you're singing those songs, okay? So you'll find songs, and they are written on them, songs or songs of ascent, right? And that's one of them. So as you're going to celebrate the Lord, as you're going to the house of the Lord, where the Lord dwells, where all life for a, for a Jew in that time, life, life emanates from flows from the temple. Everything is about the temple. This is where God is. So therefore, this is where vindication is. This is where salvation is, forgiveness. Everything that you need is through the temple because it's through God. Okay? If I'm a poor guy and I need help, I go to the temple. Okay? If I need the priest for anything, to learn the Torah, to understand the word of God, to pray, to, to have help, to be prayed for, I go to the temple where God dwells so that there would be hope. Okay? He is saying, okay, here is the thing. Uh, God, you gave me through my father a promise that I will build your house. Well, Solomon wasn't a builder. He never actually worked with his own hands. And he's saying, well, Lord, here is, I'm going to build a house for you. And the heaven of heavens doesn't contain you. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. You're going to make your dwelling place with us. This tiny place that I'm building and I'm, I'm putting all my effort and resources and we're going to build something really glorious. But it's nothing. It's nothing compared to you. And it can never contain you. You're the creator of the whole universe. Heaven and earth. All what we see, what is visible, what is invisible. You are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And I'm going to build a house you now that house won't be fitting to you unless you you build the house 
You see, the temple is a place where God meets man to deal with the problem of man, to change man, to transform man. Men and women, of course. <laughs> you know, like man as human, okay? If you're sensitive, I'm sorry. Uh, do you understand? The temple is a place where I come into that sacred place to meet with God so that I would be transformed by his glory. That God made a way for me to come into his presence so that I would be transformed. That I would die and live in Christ. And he made a way through Christ. That's the temple. That's the temple. And this is why, by the way, Jesus said, well, actually, I am the temple. You know, you remember that? He said that in, in John, John chapter 2. He's telling them, well, you destroy that temple. I'll raise it up in three days. That's the temple. That's where God dwells. That's where everything that you hope for happens. That's where life is. There is no life outside of him. In order to understand that, you go back one chapter, and John is saying, well, you know, in the beginning, he was with God, he was God, all of that. Then he's saying this, all things, all things. Not just creation, all things. Life, resurrection, salvation, redemption, forgiveness, deliverance, healing, all things by him and without him, without him, nothing. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a theological term in Greek and it means nothing. You know, it's very deep. See, it means nothing, nothing. Without him, nothing. Without him, I am nothing. Without him, nothing will happen. Well, nothing worthwhile. So there are many things that I do, okay? And I might think they are worthwhile, what I'm doing. And uh, a lot of the time, I discover and I thank God that I discover it's worth nothing because they were done without him or not for him or not in him or not according to his will or his plan. So sometimes he's telling me something that I should do, but I'm doing it my way. It's worth nothing. You know, the first temple that uh, God gave humanity was, uh, he gave the design to Moses. And you'll find that in the book of Exodus. And he's telling him, well, look, here's think, graciously, I'm going to make my dwelling place amongst you. And, uh, but here is, here is how it's going to happen. It will happen on my terms. And he gave him a design, okay? And uh, that design is like to the T, like, like everything. 
every measurement, what should be used. So you have this thing, you know, as you're reading and you read that the Ark of the Covenant should be made of acacia wood. Anyone knows what is acacia wood? Yeah, about two, that's it? Okay, you know, for me, I would have thought, no, 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 walnut, walnut, <laughs> the, the color, the burr, and you know, you know, and, and God's saying, uh, uh, no, no, acacia wood. Oak, 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 and, and the Bible is full of oaks, oaks of righteousness, oak. No, acacia wood. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to do the altar. We'll do it like this. Yeah, no, no, no. We have to express your, your grandeur. And so we'll make it twice the size. No, that's the size. That's the size. These are the materials. That's the drawing of the tabernacle. And that's the person who is going to be the chief builder. God chose everything. So when we're reading, unless the Lord builds the house, what does that mean? Nowadays, you have architects and uh, structural engineers and uh, uh, master builders and uh, logistics, uh, whatever, and you have a boss on site. Okay, so unless the Lord builds the house, he's all of these. He is the architect. He is the structural engineer. He is the one who sets where the electricity would pass, where the plumbing would pass, what kind of measurements, where every nut and bolt will be. And you don't get to choose or change anything about it. No, 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 but have you heard about this new metal, titanium? It's amazing. No, acacia wood. You don't get to choose. And if you're so sensitive to your own creativity and your freedom and why is God so controlling, you're going to lose. You need to realize who is boss. He is God, and you're not. He is God, and you're not. He is the blueprint. He is the design. And you follow the design, and you don't follow your mind. So when we come to build houses, a house could be you. Okay, it's mentioned in the Bible, but as well, a family, and a dynasty, okay, and a temple, and thus together, as houses or homes, are the city. And you'd find in that, that psalm, the house and the city. And you see, when you go to the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, you are going to be in a city. A city that its creator, its designer, and its builder is God. And he is the city. is the city. And here is an amazing thing. Jesus is the temple. Peter speaks about him as the living stone, as the temple. And then he says, you get to be 
living stones. In that house. So here is why you cannot really do it your way. You know, that Frank Sinatra song, I did it my way, kiss it goodbye. It's a bad theology. You do it your way, you lose. You want to be found in the temple of the Lord as someone in the household or as a living stone or you want to work with him, you don't do it your way. You do it his way and only his way. There is a photo here of uh, a place that David uh, graciously took me to. It's uh, in Spain. And uh, this is called La Sagrada Familia, which is the sacred family. It's a church that an architect uh, started building. He's an amazing architect. Uh, he has so many other buildings. He even do furniture. Just, he's so ahead of his time. And there is another photo. No, forget about the furniture now. The other one. Look at this. This is this part. Okay, the four uh, towers there. This is the bit that he built. And if you get to be there, if you get to be close, and you watch that part, and then you go to all the other parts, you see the difference. You stand in front of this facade, and you feel, oh, whoa, it's beautiful. It's amazing, the craftsmanship, the way he designed everything. He was supervising how it should be done. And then he died. And then they continued the building as God kind of gave them money. It is a very intricate building. If you go around, the other bits, they are still trying to stick to the original plan. But you know architects, you know, artists. They have their own mind, creativity. Okay? So they would add a touch here, touch there. They would do it in a certain way. And compared to this, it's ugly. <laughs> this facade in particular, the one that is being built, is concrete. It's all concrete, but it's just, ah. And that's the issue. When God is building a house and we choose to work our own creativity, our own will, our own freedom in his design. Can I suggest strongly, strongly advice? Actually urge you, really urge you. Don't do that. Follow the blueprint. Build according to his design. You see, a house has to be built on his design. That's you in your own life, but as well your family. So here's the thing. There are terms in the Bible that we don't like. Like one of the most famous terms is women submit to your husbands. Ah. And we make the Bible, you know, have any meaning, other meaning than what it is. Because we hate that meaning. Don't do that. I know we're struggling with. And here's the thing. Guys, you like your wives to submit to you. But do you submit to the Lord? Because you don't do that as well. You hate that as well. You just ask them to submit to you. 
Guess what? It won't happen. <laughs> you submit to God. That's the thing that you can do. You submit to Jesus. And if you submit to Jesus and you're acting as a proper head of the house, a priest and a prophet and a protector and a provider, then, then God will work his way through to her heart. It has to be her choice, not your imposition. Okay? Ladies, you choose to submit, not because any man is worthy of submission. If Susie's going to submit to me because of I'm worth it or not, guess what? It will never happen. She is way more intelligent than that. <laughs> she reads me through and through. Why would she do that stupid thing and submit to me? But if she trusts the Lord, if she trusts his ways, if she says, if I submit to the Lord, the Lord would be the Lord of this house. Because I've put him, I gave him his place according to his word. Amen. He will deal with me. And I can tell you, he dealt with me many times. He put me in my place many times. And trust me, you don't want to be in that place. But thank God, as you said, hallelujah, that he does that. It is true. Because where would I be without him disciplining me? Without him teaching me how to be a man? Another, another thing that uh, we do is uh, my body, my choice. It is your choice. It is your choice. However, if you're in the Lord, it's not your body. It is not your body. If you're married, it's not up to you. It's hers. Your body is his. In the Lord. You don't make those choices. Not because you cannot make a choice, but because if you're in the Lord, you belong to him. Your body belongs to him. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you're going to build the house, it's his house, not yours. You don't do with your body whatever you like. Nah. You don't dress it whatever, however you like. No. We don't like that. Another thing is, uh, nowadays in particular, is you decide your identity and you decide who you are. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, no. Actually, if you go back just a little bit, there is that mantra in, 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 uh, in families. Parents would say that to their kids or they would say that even in adverts on the TV. Parents would say to their kids, you can be whoever you'd like to be. Really? Like, if, if I dream to be like Michael Jordan, I'll get to be like Michael Jordan? <laughs> no! You know? If, if, you know, I mean, you look at me, of course, handsome guy, amazing. If David would, feeling bad for how unlike me, you know, he is, and wishes to be like me, can he? No! 
he would still be good looking. He will never get like that. I mean, he can get fat, but I don't think, I don't think you have a chance, mate, but maybe he can get fat. He will not be like me. Okay? This is how it is. Yes, all men are created equal in the eyes of God, in the value that Christ gave them. But no, not all men are created equal because I am weaker than some of you and some of you are weaker than me, poor you. And this is how it is. Oh, you can be whatever you like. Oh. Or this other thing is uh, you're worth it. You know L'Oreal? Do this because you're worth it. No, you're not. You're not. The only one who gave you worth is God, your creator, because you're created in his image and because he redeemed you. And without him, no, you're not. Look at us without Jesus. We want to be cows and cats and penguins and, and I don't know what. You know, my old life, I was a psychiatrist. We used to call that delusional disorder. <laughs> Nowadays, all those disorders are coming out of uh, manual of statistical uh, diagnosis because uh, it would offend people if they... <laughs> we cannot really tell, say that this is a problem. And look at what we're leaving. We're leaving, to, we're leaving the thing that God is giving us to build with him. I want you to imagine that you journeyed with the best person you can ever get to know. And you did the best thing that you can ever do. You see, you want to be someone or somebody uh, in your work. Why? Because you want to feel worth it. You want to get the acknowledgement. So whose acknowledgement you're going to get? Your boss? The people under you? It's, uh, it always makes me uh, laugh. I'm sorry, ladies. But when feminine, feminine, you know, fem feminists, <laughs> it's just that you would be equal to a man. Seriously, and you're saying you're better. You want to be equal to that? That's poor. Why don't you be equal to what God called you to be? Why don't I be equal to what God called me to be? We're, we're deceived. If we want to follow the ways of the world, We want as well to have the control. We decide who we are and how things are. So when God says it's built like that, I'm thinking creatively or whatever. I'm thinking, no, just, you see, that corner, if you just do it, uh, it would look better. Trust me, I know. No, you don't know. The other thing that you're not just journeying with him and doing the best thing with him is yet you get to be in him and part of him. That you get to be part of the temple. Peter is saying you are not just the temple, you're the living stones. He is the temple, you're the living stones. And you are 
a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You get to be part of him. You get to be part of the solution of humanity where we need the savior and we need the deliverer and we need the healer and we need God. And you get to reflect that. And you get to be part of the family. Adopted, loved, and nothing would change that. You will always be in the house. You would leave that in order to do anything else. Let's build according to who he is. Get back to the psalm. Unless he builds, we build according to his plan, his blueprint, his drawing, his design, his command. He is the boss. We get as well to do that not just in our own lives and in our families, but together, so as a city. And you cannot protect the city or watch over it how it's built unless he is doing that. You see, three times in the song, he's saying, in vain. That's not, by the way, a lack of effort, because in verse 3, he is saying, you rise up too early, and you go to bed very late, and all what you eat is bread of anxiousness, in, other, in another uh, version. The anxious bread of tobil. So you're working yourself to an anxiety just to sustain yourself to eat bread. And you don't know that he is the provider. He is the shepherd. And he is the one, instead of you working too hard, thinking that you're the only one that you can rely on, be depend on, depending on. He is the one who gives to people sleep. And then in another, if you read the Hebrew, it's, while you're sleeping. He would provide for you while you are asleep. He's the one who watches over you while you're asleep. And then all of a sudden he moves to kids. But here is the thing. That's again the same design. Remember, building homes, building family. God created Adam and Eve. Genesis 1, 27. And he's saying this. Here you go. You'll be after my own image. And you will carry my image. You build according to his design. Here is what you need to do, which I already made that work for you. Okay? You'll be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, dominate. We like dominate, yeah? Okay? We don't like fill and all of that. It's, it takes a long time. But he's saying, children, here is the thing. God is the one who created me and gave myself and my wife, reproductive organs. You didn't create them. You didn't design them. You cannot make fruit on your own. You become fruitful in him, according to his design. But if you get to be fruitful, grow them in their way, according to the Lord, okay? And they get to be fruitful as well, you will multiply. And then you will fill the earth, and then you can take dominion. But all in the image of God. So he's saying, you know, kids, yeah, yeah. You see, you exist here. I'm not just now talking about your, your biological kids. You exist here. 
to be fruitful and to multiply according to his image, according to his design. And if we multiply, they will be like arrows in his mighty hand, in the heart of the enemy. They will be defenders when there is a contention in court, which means against the enemy. Like, look, I'm, I'm blessed. There are a few guys here who like me and, you know, who would stand for me. So if someone is coming against me, not just my kids, you can stand up, you're actually quite tall, but you as well. I know you would stand for me, okay? But all those who are big, tall, and so on, they would stand for me against my enemy. Good luck. Now, if we get to be God's children who would stand in his might, the Lord of hosts, to be his people, who is, you don't come close to our Father. Not because he's not able, he's very able, but because we love him. We would lay our lives down for him. Because he did that. You see, that's, that's the thing. You can only build according to who he is. Paul is saying we're co-workers with, with Christ, but we build on the foundation that is Christ. In Ephesians, he's saying you are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and Jesus Christ himself, the cornerstone. See, the cornerstone was a very special stone. It was the best perfect stone that you can have because it decides the building. It decides the shape of the building, the lines of the building. You cannot go right or left. It's according to that stone. It's the plumb line of the building. When God gave the tabernacle to Moses, about 11 times at least it's mentioned that. And they did this or they built according to the plan how God commanded Moses. Let me give you a few conditions if we really want to build with God. If you want to build with God, you need the fear of the Lord. You want the fear of the Lord. See, when you have the fear of the Lord, it's the beginning of wisdom. When you have the fear of the Lord, it would keep you from sinning against God. Now, you cannot have the fear of the Lord without God. He works it in us. But if we're going to build with God for his glory, we need the fear of the Lord in our lives. You see, in the book of Proverbs, wisdom built life or, you know, earth and so on with God. It's a picture about Christ. But it says in the beginning of that book, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you need wisdom, if you need humility, you want the fear of the Lord. Pray for the fear of the Lord in your life so that you can, you can get humility and wisdom. Another thing that you need in order to build is to commit yourself to, to choose, to make a choice. You see, all those who gave into the tabernacle of Moses had to give from their hearts. They had to give from their hearts. 
wholeheartedly. It's a hard thing. Nobody is imposing on you. Nobody is forcing you. You will need to make a choice. Don't think that someone will get you to be doing uh, a service to God. No, no, you have to really choose to do it. You have to even go and look for what can I do. Okay? The people who built the wall around Jerusalem, some didn't want, and the, and the Bible puts it like that, they didn't want to stick their neck in the work of the Lord. You get to choose. You get to choose whether you want to really work with him, in him, and by him, and through him, and for him, or not. You, there is a choice that you need to make. There is a choice that you need to make about who you are and how you're going to be in your place of work. There is a choice that you need to make about who you are as a father, who you are as a mother, who you are as a child, as a son, as a daughter, as someone in school, someone in university. There is a choice every day to be against the culture. It's a choice. And it has to be from your heart. Volitional choice. Uh, third, faith. You see, you live by faith. Okay? If you don't trust him and you don't trust his process, his design, trust me, you will start and then you will stop. But Paul is writing to the Galatians. He's saying, how come you started in the spirit and now you're going to continue in the flesh? That's lack of faith. Because now you think, okay, let me help the process somehow. Let me make it better. Let me uh, uh, complete this in a way or another. You need to trust. You need to put your trust in the Lord. Habakkuk was saying, oh, you know what? When I look around, nothing, nothing seems great. Uh, the barn, empty. Uh, animals, yeah, nothing. Fruit, yeah, no fruit. Uh, olives, no olives. Figs, no figs, nothing. But I will rejoice in the Lord. Trust in Him. Praise His holy name. You need to trust the Lord. Trust His design. The last thing is this. Any building, any, any achievement, anything that you're really working hard for, it's either built for you, for your name, for your pleasure, for your legacy, for your, for you. Or you're aligning yourself with him and now it's built for him, for his purpose, his desire, according to his will, by his grace and power. If you really want to build with God, you really need to nail this, okay? If you're building for yourself, at a certain point, you will get your own design and will and everything in it. If you really want to build with God, in God, by God's grace and for God, you need to forget yourself and die to self in the Lord. Give you a biblical passage to help you with this. The book of Numbers, uh, the Lord is giving some laws to Moses. I think it's Numbers 15, and then he's saying this. He's saying, if your Hebrew brother owes you money, 
because he took a lot of money or whatever, and he didn't pay you back. Now, he owes you money, so he would be sold to you as a slave. You don't like the word slave as well, yeah? I'm so sorry about that. As a slave, okay? And if he's sold to you as a slave, because he needs to pay back, six years, six years you keep him. You keep him working for you. Now he's working hard, yeah? Okay? You work him. You get your money worth. Okay? And he works for you six years. On the seventh year, you set him free. You set him free. And you bless him. As he's going out, you give him from your wine, your grains, your this, your that. And you bless him and you love him. He's your brother. And when you see him in the street, you do all things and amazing stuff. Okay? Now, imagine that you are one of those slaves. And you're saying, you'll go out. And now I'll be free. I'll build my thing. You know, I'll become again a free man. Part of the people of God. You know, so I'm still people of God. You see? All of that. And it would be great. And it would be great for my kids. And they would have, you know, a house. And they would have uh, cars. They would have, uh, you know, a Mercedes. And uh And the Tesla. <laughs> now Tesla is the... Yeah? Uh, okay. Isn't that, isn't that what I should aspire for? And they say, yeah. See, God is not keeping us from that. Saying, it's your choice, son. You can choose that. But if he says, I love the Lord. I don't want to go free. He's talking about the Lord of the house. I love my Lord. That's the choice that is given to you. You know, you, you can live your own will. You're still in the people of God. You're still building stuff for yourself, your life, how you want it to be. You know, and I'll get this degree and I'll get those, those uh, you know, letters next to my name. You know. Like doctors, you'd have PhD, FRT, MC, all of those stuff, okay? I'll have that accolade from uh, this place and that person, and okay? You can do that. Or you can build with me. If you want to build with me, you have to know that you're building my house. So you will choose to be a slave forever. What would get any sane man to do that? Only if you realize, only if you realize and you choose, I love, I love my Lord. I love my Lord. I wouldn't go free. I wouldn't go free. I don't want to go free. I'm okay with that he would own me, my wife, my kids, Every moment that I'm working, everything that I'm putting effort towards, I love my Lord. I wouldn't go free. That's the choice that you and I have. You will be blessed. You will be blessed if you want to go free. But you will not be building really with him. Because it has to be his building, his way, in his power, in, on his terms, 
by His grace only. And if we get to do it like that, He is giving us His Spirit to dwell in us, to enable us, to give us the skill, to give us the understanding, to give us the, f the fear of the Lord, to give us the obedience, to give us the submission, to help us on the way to build in His power for His glory because He deserves. He's giving you Himself so that you can love. You have to choose love, but then when you choose it, He is giving you His love so that you can be loved as well. Church, we have a choice. The band come. You have a choice to choose God and His house and to be part of His house, to be a stone in the temple, but a living stone. But that has to be according to His design, His will, His power, His grace. Everything is under His control. You're not God, He is. You're not the boss, He is. And if you choose that, if you choose to love Him and not to go free, and to serve Him all the days of your life, if you choose Him, you become the bride of Jesus. You make a choice for what seems to you better or worse, richer or poorer, in health or sickness, I will, I will serve the Lord. I will love Him. I will, by His grace, be faithful to Him all the days of my life. I will not live for myself. Do we want to build with Him? He has to reign truly over us. This song says, Hosanna, let the Lord, let the King be lifted high. See, we need, Hosanna means save us, salvation from the Lord unto us. We need that salvation. We need to be saved from our own selfishness, self-centeredness, ambition, and to really live for Him. As we're standing to sing, you have a choice. You have an, a choice that you have to do honestly, wholeheartedly before the Lord. By the help of the Holy Spirit, but you have a choice that you need to make. Would you choose to say, would you be my king? Would you be lifted high above all things that I hold precious and dear? Would you help me to be yours? Would you help me to be your slave forever? Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or by joining us on Sundays at 9am and 11am in person and online.